0: Alright. Yeah, I Oh na Evening, and welcome back to another edition of the Mighty T Sports Podcast. I am your host of one and only talent T Thomas Taylor. It's another beautiful day of my neighborhood. It is January 10th. It's just about three minutes after. It's 7.33, people. It's another Wednesday night. Ah, uh, listen. I guess you could say that I guess you can say that the cold front is over for us. Because, you know what? It's just about, like, 60, 70 degrees here in South Florida. So, but, 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 We have a whole lot to talk about. You know what I'm saying. We got Hall of Fame to talk about. We got some NBA college football. We get to talk about the president. We get about to talk about the heat streaking. The Bulls debut. And the ball debut. But you know what I say. Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So let's start talking. Woo back at it like a sports fanatic and I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now, I'm excited. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to hold this in. We had a very good week of sports. We had a very good week of sports. So let's get right to it. First of it. all, first of all, we had the college football national championship game. And can I tell you, I don't quite remember that first game. This is now four years running. I don't quite remember that first game, but I can tell you this. I remember these last three games. And for the last three years, we have had, and I don't know if I'm being a prisoner of the moment. I may be. But I'm going to go out and say, listen, we have had some of the best football that you can imagine, that college football can produce. let's, Let's put it in a little bit more perspective. Over the last three years, in this national college football playoff format, they have gotten it right when it comes to the national championship game. Because we're talking about games that have come down to the wire. So if you haven't seen it, man... It has been, uh, it was a phenomenal game, and listen, if if you was, if you listen to the, to the people that had talked about this game, or if you watch, or if you watched, or kept up with the trends of college football, then you kind of realize, or you kind of know that that this game was gonna come down to one of two things, that both of these teams had elite level defenses, right? It was gonna be whose defense could really. Take charge. That's that's what we assumed. And we also knew that Georgia had really good running backs. Probably two of the top five in the nation. Top ten, you know, just to say it's eight, keep it safe. And we knew that they were going to go ahead, not pass the ball a lot, as they had a rookie quarterback on the center versus a guy that had been going that, that against, against a guy that Alabama had that had been 26-2 and two over the last two years. Only lost two games, folks, over the last two years. So if you were a fan of, of Alabama losing, this game started off exactly how you wanted it to. Georgia came down and they kept on punching Alabama in the mouth to the point where they scored the first three points of the game, two field goals and a touchdown. Went up early, 13 to nothing. You can early you could quickly see that Georgia had no intentions of passing the ball. And they were just going to keep running it and keep running it and keep running it. And Alabama couldn't pass the ball. And they kept on running it and running it and running it. And also you saw these defenses come after these quarterbacks. sending these quarterbacks a lot of times running for their lives. More so on the Alabama side that first half of the game. And I say that first half because business picked up. And... In that second half of that game. In that second half of that game. Nick Saban. Decided to make a bold change. And he decided. That he was going to bring in. Bring in, in. His rookie. Quarterback. In the second half. Of a national championship game. He said, I'm going to put in my rookie quarterback. And automatically, you saw the pace of this game change. The pace of this game changed from a defensive, run the ball, slug it out fest, to all of a sudden a high-flying dynamic. And I'm sorry, I should give you his name. His name is Tua Tungalova. Something along that line. We're just going to call him Tua. He's going to be on a first name basis. And this boy came out there and in four plays went the length of the field to put up a touchdown. All in the air. This guy Tua, you know what he was? You know what he is? Not only is he a rookie, so he's a freshman. He is the number one dual threat quarterback in the nation. Coming out of high school. And Nick Saban throws him in. The national championship game. In the second half of the national championship game. To try to deliver the knockout. And after that score. things And I'm going to tell you. Listen. The game wasn't quite over then. let doesn't make it seem like. The kid came in. Was spectacular. And the game was over. No. It wasn't quite that. Kid came in. He was spectacular. He scored a touchdown. Georgia got the ball right back. And all of a sudden, Georgia starts passing this ball through the air. Now this game is exciting. Cause I'm telling you, I almost changed the game. After watching the first half of this game, I said to myself that if the second half starts off like this, or if this is the game in the second half, I'm turning this game because this is going to be Georgia's game. But I decided to at least wait to see how these first series of how these first series went, and the first series in the second half. Was pure excitement. Was pure fireworks. Was pure enjoyment. I mean, it it, it was spectacular. It was phenomenal. It it, it it was all of that and a bag of chips. Georgia comes right back and they go through the air and they score the ball and they get a touchdown. And then Alabama gets the ball back and they, and and Tua tries to, and, and Tua goes down the field to try to pass it. And what does he do? He passes passes it off of his lineman. Ball gets tipped. Interception for Georgia. Georgia gets the ball back. They return return it a couple of yards. And then Georgia starts going down the field. And at this point in time, kind of said to myself, let's see what Georgia does. Because I thought Georgia kind of made a mistake by coming out and and feeling like they had to pass the ball in in that first series coming back in the second half. But now after they had the interception, and now they're up fully by 13 again in the second half, I'm saying to myself Why are you playing a shootout all of a sudden Because that's what they did They started passing this ball again And they started playing to a shootout When your strength is running the ball I didn't say that one of your running backs weren't effective But that means one of them were So give the ball a shove Give it to him 26 times, 30 times Give the ball to the other guy 30 times Let him run the ball Run it down Alabama's throat Because you know something else what you did see You saw both of these teams sucking wind Also in the second half but no, Georgia decided to turn this into a passing game. And by turning it into a passing game, they give up an interception. Yes, folks, in the very next series, they give up an interception, gave the ball right back to Alabama. Now this, that is, now this tussle goes on for a little while, but not for long. But not for long. As Alabama starts marching on that field and marching on that field and marching on that field. And next thing you know, we're talking about spectacular play after spectacular play. We're talking about Tua on what's like a, a third and a, a third and four. He runs the ball just to get six yards. Bam, first down. But this is but let me explain this a little bit more. He, he falls back. The pressure comes. He scrambles to his right. He's swarmed by Georgia defenders. It looks like they have him sacked behind the line of scrimmage to set up what should be like a fourth and 15 But no, he scrambles out of there. He wiggles out. He rolls left. He gets outside of the hashes and bam! He picks up 6 yards. But more like 18, 17 yards from where that initial point of contact was to get a first down to keep his team alive. Comes back down the field, throwing the ball, throwing the ball, throwing the ball. And what happens next? He throws the ball into the end zone. In a play that made you think, oh my God, what is he doing? Then you saw the ball caught, and you're like, oh my God, where did this guy come from? Because listen, even when you're good, you need to be lucky. And he got lucky, because the man he was passing the ball to was not in the vicinity. He got caught up on the defender. The guy that caught the goal and got the touchdown came sweeping in from the right side of the screen or the right side of the field out of nowhere. And he caught a ball that wasn't meant for him. You was just talking about right place at right time. Right time, right place. The president showed up to the game, left before halftime before Kendrick Lamar could put on a performance, a, a, a lip sync... Kendrick Lamar performance. As Kendrick Lamar said, I don't want to be in the stadium if the president's going to be there. He put on his performance somewhere else. That's as big of a statement he, as he can put on. If you're going to let me glimpsing, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to be an actual actor at the, at the stadium. You're going to pay me for my performance and I won't actually be there. We're talking about a tied game now, folks. As... Alabama is marching on the field. And they're marching. And they're marching behind this rookie freshman quarterback. Roll Tide! They're marching on that field. And they get within field goal range. And their field goal kicker comes in. With six seconds left. Alabama doesn't have any timeouts. Georgia doesn't have any timeouts. And. The kicker kicks the ball. The ball is up. And it's wide. Left. We have overtime. In a national championship game. Now. I am not going to sit here and try to explain to you how college football does their overtime. All I know is that they basically start in field goal range, like on a 35-yard line. So Alabama won the coin toss, I believe. They got the ball first. Something happened. They didn't they didn't score. Georgia gets the ball. They score a field goal. Alabama gets the ball back on the 35-yard line. Like I say I don't understand how this works. A couple of plays goes on. Now it's second and 15. Alabama just got pushed out of field goal range. Tua drops back on second and 15. Sees the cover two coverage. Sees the receiver that he wants to throw to on the streaking on the left left side. Sees the, sees the the, the the safety over the top. He looks he looks him off to the right. See what the safety and the, and the guy and, and his wide receiver to the right is doing, as he looks over to the right. The safety on the left cheats and doesn't con- and doesn't continue coverage on the man streaking on the left, and a two lets one rip for forty-one yards to Devontae Smith as Devonte Smith scores a game-winning touchdown. In overtime. As Alabama wins. Their second national championship. In three years. time. And the bad thing about it. Or the, or the great thing about it. Or the amazing thing about it. Is that. I have the next game going on the back. I'm about to go to a break soon. Crazy thing about it is that not only was the wide not only was the quarterback that won the national championship, that came in on the second half of winning national championship a rookie, a freshman, but so was the leading receiver, the guy that won the game winning touchdown. Talk about a boost of confidence for him. But also, their leading in Russia was also a rookie. And remember, there are no one and duns in college football. You play three years. Alabama has these guys for the next two years, and that's who you have to compete with as they continue to restock and they continue to reload. Alabama's going to send at least eight to thirteen people into the into the NFL this year. There's going to be a lot of room for a lot of these players, man. But roll tide, did we got to go to a commercial break? We we can we can't we can't stay here any longer. That was your college football players. Tua Tunga Lova. The Devontae Smith 41 yards touchdown. Alabama wins national championship. XF Martial Arts, where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's taekwondo, karate, yoga, summer, spring, or fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times, and dates, so don't wait. Go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts, located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445. Or call. 561-276-1774 7, 7, and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell them Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts with fun and discipline all one. And we are back. This yeah, so your host, Alan Tomar Taylor. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. And if you're still listening, means you're still listening on the MightyRadio.com. Net Airway. Don't forget, folks, that, that number to dial if you ever want to call in is 954-951-6182. As we get back to the sports, we're going to stick right here in football. Because, listen, the college f- football may be done. But you know what isn't done? First of all, first of all, first national football league. NFL still got football going on, folks. As we just got past the wild card round, the wild card card round was exactly that, folks. It was wild. We saw teams lose that shouldn't have lost. We saw teams win that shouldn't have won. And I know that sounds like I'm saying the same thing two different ways. No, I'm saying two different things two different ways. (laughs) Like, that's that's really how it came down to. So in the wild card round we had Buffalo versus Jacksonville, folks, and I'm not LeSean sure McCoy played, Shady McCoy played. This is a game that Buffalo had and they could have won. Instead, did they lose three to ten to Jacksonville? As Buffalo even managed to hold up Leonard Fournette, who only got who got that ball twenty one times, but only went fifty seven yards. Folks, the sorry Blake Bortles who. In some people's eye, is the 68th best quarterback in the league or something of that obs- 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 obscure number? But Blake Bortles was their lead in Russia for that game. 88 yards. Actually, that was his number one stat. Blake Bortles passed for more yards I'm sorry, Blake Bortles ran for more yards than he passed. I guess I should have started off with that, huh? It would have made it sound a little bit more intriguing. Hey, Blake Bortles... <laughs> hey, that's how it goes sometimes, right? But seriously, Blake Bortles... Let me calm myself down. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to bring myself down just a little bit. But Blake Bortles ran for more yards than he passed. Now, that he, did he go out there and put on a Vic-like a performance... And put up 120-something yards running? No, 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 no. Just 88. 88 yards rushing. You know how many yards he put up passing? 87. Yes, folks, that was Blake Bortles. And yet, he is the 70th best quarterback in the league. So they earned themselves a right um a pass, a path into the divisional round. As Tennessee also took on Kansas City. And as we said that buffalo could have won that game listen there was no reason that this game should have ended the way it did tennessee end up beating kansas city 22 to 21 folks yes kansas city stays being cursed in that first round or in the playoffs at home as they lose another one even though they said hey this had nothing to do with this, this 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 class of people here they, they they weren't here for this well they're here for this one and they helped add to the numbers Yeah, basically they do some gasoline on the fire. That red river is gonna keep is gonna continue to run red as they continue to blow playoff playoff appearances. But can we tell about what happened with Tennessee here? As they lost to to Marcus Mariota, I, I I'm telling you I can't explain it. But Sammy Watkins came up with a couple of big plays. Marcus Mariota threw a couple of you know had a couple of had a couple of ex, couple of decent runs. At the end of the day. Tennessee came up with a victory in a game that they shouldn't have won. Now the team that blew it, folks, this is the one that really, really blew it. Is the LA Rams versus the Atlanta Falcons. Basically, listen, we said that Jacksonville kind of scaved the way with one. Because even though they ran the ball 21 times, only got 57 yards out of it, they ran the ball 21 times. They kept having faith in their running back because they knew two things got them there. Their running back and their defense. I don't think the LA Rams got that same memo when it came to how their team got there because they didn't quite run the ball like that. And really... Their running game was effective. We're talking about Todd Gurley had 14 carries. Only 14 carries. But he put up 101 yards. in a 13-26 to 26 loss to Atlanta. These are the things that can't happen. But you know what? We're going to see if these teams learn. Because both of those teams are young. But you have to see how hard it is to make it into the playoffs every single year. Because remember, in the NFC... Playoffs or in the NFC or in, the, in, the, in the NFC conference or in the NFC, I should say. Only one team returned that made it to the playoffs from last year, and that was your Atlanta Falcons. I mean, New Orleans wasn't there last year. Carolina wasn't there last year. Deals with the Jets with five with a record of five and eleven. The Rams weren't there. Philly wasn't there. After started, after Philly started off five and zero last year, six and zero last year. Remember, they had that big taper off, fall off. So you can't imagine. So you so these teams they have to take advantage of these opportunities. They have to because these opportunities aren't going to always present themselves. Carolina went until. Went into New Orleans. And New Orleans came over with a victory. 31-26. That was a good game. But New Orleans is just playing at a different level. Listen, New Orleans happens to be one of my favorites right now for this year. New Orleans is putting up the numbers. They, they have the running game. They have the defense. They have the wide receivers. They have the quarterback. New Orleans may be one of the most complete teams out there from top to bottom. Where some teams may not have the quarterback, but they have the wide receivers, they have the defense, they have the running game. Some teams may not have the running game. Some teams may not have may not even have the experience, and and the experience is gonna is gonna come out is gonna play a lot of it this week, because as we move into the divisional round, we have the Atlanta Fal- Falcons taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. We're talking about Nick Foles versus Matt. Bryant, ah, 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 sorry, Matty Ice, I I don't know why, I just drew a blank on his name, but we're talking about a guy that has double digit playoff appearances, or or, or playoff games, versus a guy that has one, none, or one, and this is going to be a theme throughout the whole thing, we have Marcus Mariota versus Tom Brady. Tennessee goes to take on New England. Marcus Mariota just made the playoffs. Tom Brady has five Super Bowls. You tell tell me how many. And he's made the playoffs every year for a decade. So there you go. Jacksonville is going to take on Pittsburgh. That's Ben Roethlisberger. He also has two Super Bowl rings. He's also in the playoffs... Every other year. Versus Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Blake Bortles. I say no more. And that's supposed to be a good game. And I, I haven't even done the picture. That's supposed to be a very good game. Remember, Jacksonville Jacksonville ran all over Pittsburgh earlier this year. Like, all over them. Leonard Fournette put up 100-something yards against them. You have to figure that Jacksonville's even going to Jacksonville's even coming in their confidence like yo we're going to do this again, or Pittsburgh's like yo we are not going to let this guy put up these kind of numbers on us again. Take a page from what Buffalo did. Buffalo managed to hold them to t- to only fifty seven yards on twenty one carries. In Jacksonville. And next up we have New Orleans versus Minnesota, which I think is the coup de grace game of them all because whoever wins that game is most likely going to be the person that's going to make it into the Super Bowl. Between New Orleans and Minnesota. That's how it feels. While in the, in the AFC, we're still trying to see who's going to take on New England. As we figure that New England's going to beat Tennessee. Let's just let's, let's, let's get this straight, right? I'm figuring Atlanta's going to go into Philadelphia and beat Philly. right? Because they don't have the quarterback. And, Philadelphia, and Atlanta realizes what they need to do. They need to run the ball and then, take care, and then take advantage of the play action whenever they have the chance. Play defense and then give it to Julio Jones down the field. Whenever the play action works and he has man-of-mind coverage. I don't think Tennessee can do enough to beat New England, but I would love to see it. We have Pittsburgh beating Jacksonville. Maybe. Antonio Brown is going to try to come back. You still have Le'Veon Bell. You still have Ben Roethlisberger. You still have that D- defense. You still have Juju... Juju Shusha Smith, who was stepping up. And you also have Montavius Bryant. You know, Martavius Bryant. Smoke weed every day. So, even if Antonio Brown is there just to be a decoy, it's a hell of a decoy to help free up some of these other two guys. Last but not least, we have New Orleans versus Minnesota. Once again, that's Drew Brees versus versus Chris Keenan. I'm going with Drew Brees on this one. Yeah, I'm basically going with the experience everywhere. I am going with the experience everywhere. And I figure that's where most people are gonna go. The only place I, I see I see issues at is maybe in Pittsburgh. Maybe. I wanna see how they come out. Philadelphia, maybe. But but you know Drew Brees like like once you do dome you do you do once you do good in dome you do good in dome everywhere, and New Orleans is a good dome team. I'm talking about some good dome people. I mean this is people that are at the top of the echelons of what they've done. We got a Hall of Fame class that involves Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Brian Urlacher, and once again Terrell Owens. Once again, this is still the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Talon my Taylor. You're still listening at MightyRadio.net. And we're going to go to our quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to start jumping into the NBA and start talking some basketball. We may even talk some UFC. Just remember, don't forget, folks, that number to dial if you want to call in is 954-951-6182. Again, that number to dial, 954-951-6182. Remember, we are only live between 730 and 830 on Wednesday night. So if you are here in the rear, you may have to wait till next Wednesday to try to get live on the air. Let's see if I'm gonna if I text my boy to call. Maybe I should text him the number. See if he calls in. We're going to commercial break. Let me put you on a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a an game and it needs to stop Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multiverse Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multiverse Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multiverse has a wide variety of games. Not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation and Xbox 360 and yes that does include PlayStations, GameCubes and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years just off the intersection of 183rd Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami, Gardens, Florida 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sunlight Stadium, 7.90 the ticket and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games. Will you save more? So you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. If you're still listening, you're still listening right here on the airways at mightyradio.net. Don't forget, folks, that number to call or dial in. It's 954-951. Sorry, 954-951-6182. 954-951-6182 is that number to dial if you want to call in. As we get to talk some NBA, folks. Now, as I told you, today is Wednesday night. So the NBA has a slew of games on tonight. We'll talk about a slew of games on tonight. We'll talk about 11 games on tonight. And listen, in a couple of weeks... I think about, about five days. We're also going to get those MLK slate of games. So it's a good week in basketball. This is going to be a very good game of basketball. Listen, we're talking about like Cleveland's playing tonight. Brooklyn's playing tonight. Is Cleveland playing tonight? I think Cleveland's playing tonight. But Brooklyn's playing tonight. Miami's playing tonight. New York's playing tonight. That's all I know. Actually, Cleveland may not even be playing tonight. They don't even really care if Brooklyn is I mean, Cleveland's playing tonight. But we're going to talk about some Cleveland. We, we, we're going to get a little bit into Cleveland tonight. We ain't going to bash them. We ain't going to bash them. We're going to give them their dues. But, before we get anywhere, right? Because, like I said, I am tired of talking about football. So, but, before we start talking about basketball. First of all, first of all, first. Have you heard Christoph Porzingis complaining that he's tired? Like, seriously, my dude? Like, first... First of all, first of all, please, please. if it wasn't for the national championship college game, I probably would have led with this. The Knicks fan in me probably would have led with this if it wasn't for the college national championship game. Christoph Persing as we understand, it's your third year in the league. It's the first time that you finally finally in that you're getting all of the attention. You know, you, you haven't played a full season yet. I understand that you may be a little tired. You may be a little weary. You're also on a long road stint right now. But you don't tell your competitors that I'm tired. That everything is just so hard for me. That I, everything is just so difficult. I even understand that you're missing Tim Hardaway Jr. I understand that right now Michael Beasley is the only one putting up points consistently. Like for the last three games. He's put up like 20 points a game. Average 20 points a game for the last three games. Yeah. But you can't tell your competitors that, hey... I am not feeling 100%. And it's not even for, from injury. It's just because I'm tired. I'm a, I'm a little tired. You don't think everybody's tired? Everybody gets a little weary. It's a lot of games you play. You play 82 games. That's what, See, I put a thing I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't like about basketball anymore. Is that They're taking the art of attrition out of it. They're spreading these, this thing out so long, which I love too. I also love, but they're spreading this thing out so long, not only just the regular season, but also the playoffs, where you get so much rest, that you are literally taking out the art of attrition out of it, and that is the thing that that makes it hard, sometimes, when you hear these people complain, because like, yo, the schedule hasn't been, the schedule is easier than it's ever been. The game is as fluffy as it's ever been. And you complaining that, yo, you, there's too many games. Yo, I don't have enough rest. Yo, I'm tired. the fuck you mean you're tired? You dirty, rotten, no good son of a, You got me over here fracking frack. I don't even have it up today. I didn't expect that. So Chris Offersingers is as tired. So let, let me tell you what his tired legs have been doing for the Knicks. On Wednesday the 3rd, the New York Knicks took on the Washington Wizards. Knicks lost that game 103 to 121 as Michael Beasley led all scores for the Knicks with 20 points. As John Wall and, and Bradley Beal had a combined score of 52 points, Wall had 25, Beal had 27. Knicks still on the road. They went into Miami. Folks, Miami. You heard me talk about this last week. Last week, I told you how Brooklyn embarrassed Miami. I told you how Brooklyn came down here and extinguished the heat. I told you how. Brooklyn came here and boxed the heat around and turned to Guanayard. We're going on see down this clutch. Yes, sir. And yet the Knicks lose to the Miami Heat in overtime. 103 to 107. Michael Beasley again put up 20 points. Along with Courtney Lee, who had who added 24. As we seen Ellerton for the Miami Heat put up 24 himself. Also, that was also matched by six. I shouldn't say match. That was also added to by six Heat players that had double digit points. Now, granted, we had about five of the Knicks players that had double digit points, but still, Miami Heat had six players at double digit points as they lost to a Miami Heat team that got spanked by Brooklyn. Knicks just started to piss me off. I don't know if you can tell it in my voice. I'm trying not to make my emotions like spill all over this mic. That I'm not even sure it's working properly. I swear my mic is dead. Like I, sw- I swear something happens. this is going on with my mic. I-, I I promise you something is going on with this freaking mic of mine. But we're not here to discuss that. Next, the Knicks going to Dallas as they take on Dallas, which and one of the worst teams in the league. Listen, we're gonna talk about Miami a little bit later, because Miami's impressing me, me. Which I, I didn't know. What, I, 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 I teased this a couple weeks ago. That Miami had caught my eye. Now I'm, I, I'm full blown impressed. But New York took on Dallas, 196. They beat Dallas, 196. Kristoff Porzingis finally got his legs back. Ooh! Against the worst team in the league. Against a guy that he looks up to, his mentor. So he probably decided I wanted to play now. 26 points. Frank Neatelli, the French white, right, He had seven points and seven assists. Didn't do much, but eh, I don't know. I guess this is why the Knicks are going to end up I'm bringing up Trade Breck. Once again, if that number of dollars, if you want to talk some Knicks talk with me right now, is 954 951 6182. If you want to call them the dollar let's again, 954 951 6182. That number of dollars, if you want to talk about these Knicks. We can talk about some Heat too, if you want to talk about the Heat later. He, he talk is coming up soon, but they let Barnes. Yeah, remember that Barnes, Barnes from 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 Washington, not Washington, from the Warriors. Yeah, they let Barnes put up 20, 25 points on them. As hey, that rookie Smith, and this and this is part of the reason why, why I brought up Frank White, because he held Smith down to eleven points, played him real well. The matchup was nice, and and said, and Frank Neil Tully, Frank White, end up getting seven for seven out of it. Can I tell you something that's odd? Right, something that's really very odd, and I and I, and I had to come to this realization. What I don't like for my Knicks, I will one hundred percent take for my Brooklyn Nets. Let me repeat that to you. What I don't like for my Knicks. I would 100% take for the Nets. It's like, I didn't like D'Angelo Russell for the Knicks. I would not take him for the Knicks. But for the Nets, grab him. And listen, I found some old paperwork. I found some old paperwork of mine. D'Angelo Russell was on my list of players to take in that draft. As Christoph Perzinga, I think, was, was was projected to be drafted number two. Could you imagine if Christoph Przingis went to the Lakers instead? And we got D'Angelo Russell... Oh, It'll be a completely different game. Ball with Christoph Prozinger in LA, oh. but I like the fact that he's a U Nick corn. Next take, just just like how they got Jaleel Okafor. Once again, loving for Brooklyn would not want him on the Knicks whatsoever. And again, somebody, somebody that during the draft I would have taken him for the Knicks. After watching them for a little bit, I'm like, nah, let's send them over to Brooklyn. Before we send it over to Brooklyn, we're going to talk a little bit about Brooklyn. We're going to try to fandangle Brooklyn in here a little bit. Actually, let's talk about Brooklyn because I don't want the break to interrupt me talking the heat. That's the Brooklyn. This past week, they took on Minnesota, Boston, Toronto. (laughs) L-L-L. <laughs> there we go. Broken talk. So Miami on Wednesday the 3rd, they took on Detroit. In Miami. As, Miami's, as Miami had a, a nice little three-game homestead, now when they took on Detroit, when they took on New York, and also later on when they took on Utah. Miami beat Detroit 111-104. As... Drogic put up 24 points, 13 assists. Jay Rich put up 22 points. And Kelly Lennick put up 25 points. This boys of Miami went to work. I'm going to tell you in a minute what impressed me about Miami. As we already discussed what happened with New York. They beat New York 107-103. After, like I said. And, and listen. Detroit and New York are both better teams than Brooklyn. So this is a turnaround. From losing that that Brooklyn game. Then Utah comes into town. And they beat Utah. 103 to 102. They let that rookie Donovan Mitchell go off for 18 points. Sorry, for 27 points. My apologies. He's averaging 18 points a game. But Miami Heat held on. And they had six players in double digits. That was Sunday the seventh, one hundred three, one hundred two over Utah. And then last night, folks, and the Knicks, and the Heat are playing tonight along with the Heat. I'm sorry, the Heat are playing tonight along with the Knicks. Last night, Miami took on Toronto in Canada. Now, something dramatic happened in this game, where. Kyle Lowry went out, took a hard spill. He was out with a broken back, and I'm not gonna say he went out. He was out with a broken back. He broke his, he broke, he he bruised his tailbone previously in the game against Brooklyn, and again that Toronto won by the way, and that 90-89 victory over Toronto. Drogic put up 24 points. DeRozan put up 25. Serge Ibaka. Tried to pick a fight. With a guy nicknamed Bloodsport. That has like five black belts. And that's not even what impressed me about the heat. I'll tell you about that. When we come back from this commercial break. Once again. This is Talon Tomar Taylor. The Mighty Sports Podcast, you listen to MightyRadio.net radio.net So, are you stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again? Well, stop worrying. Stop thinking. And head down to Capone's nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room so you can start dancing and start drinking. I understand some of yous may be an introvert, or you know what? Some of yous just may la- need a little bit of happy sauce to loosen up them feet. So understand. there's no problem. Start drinking so you can start dancing, but. Make sure you do this with DJ Scepter. You do it every Friday night from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. But wait, there's more. Trying to figure out what to do on a Wednesday? Yes, tonight. Hump day. Hump, 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 hump day. Bang, 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 bang. (laughs) where you'll find DJ Scepter at O'Malley's from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Hey, if he's not got on you will also find DJ Scepter, possibly on the night like tonight, most likely like last night. Unless you know they were in Toronto last night. Possibly on a night like tonight. If he wasn't at Capone's, you'll find DJ Scepter DJing at American Airlines Arena for the Miami Heat. Before the game, during the game, up until halftime. You get DJ Scepter. So, in case you're wondering, yes, DJ Scepter is playing everywhere that you want to be. Whether it's a birthday, wedding, bar mitzvah, quinceanera, bachelor, bachelorette party. We're talking about proms, heat games, corporate events, yachts, Cinco de Mayo, New Year's parties, Christmas parties. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And if you want to reserve him... It's very simple. Just go to Bookings that's B O O K I N G S at djsepta.com. That's once again that's bookings at djsepta.com. My DJ And we are back once again. This is Talent Omar Thilla with the Mighty Sports Podcast. If you're listening, I'm just still listening right here on Folks, the phone lines are still open up if you want to call in and get in on a discussion. The number again is 954-951-6182. As we get back to the basketball. What impressed me about the Miami Heat, that's what we was talking about. Miami Heat, they beat Detroit in Miami. They beat New York in Miami. They beat Utah at home. I'm sorry, in Miami again. At home in Miami. And then they went on the road to beat Toronto. Now what's impressed me. Is the fact that. The Miami Heat on a six game winning streak folks. Basically. That Brooklyn loss. That Brooklyn loss. Was their last loss. Last Friday. Or two Fridays ago. Ten days ago. was The last time the Miami Heat lost. They have won six straight. As even tonight they go going to Indiana as they take on Indiana now. Look like they were struggling a little bit. Indiana is at home. But Miami Heat have worked themselves all the way up to the fourth seed in the NBA. They're basically just three games behind the Cleveland Cavaliers, folks. They are right there. And they're knocking on the door. While the Knicks on the road are going in the opposite direction. The Knicks now have fallen to the 10th spot. So this week, the game's between the 10th and the 16th. We got New York taking on Chicago. That's tonight. Right? So, Zach Levine is the slowly working himself back into the lineup. As New York Knicks are also in talks of getting Trey Burke. I think Trey Burke is actually going to be good for them. Because not only would you get would you get somebody that that has been busting his tail to try to get back into, into playing. But somebody that hopefully can attack, can penetrate, and also can, can kick that ball out. He's also played with Tim Hardaway before. So, you have a level of fam- familiarity there, especially when Tim Hardaway comes back. And once again, Zach Levine is also trying to work himself back in. Listen, they take New York Knicks are taking the Chicago Bulls, Chicago Bulls, and they should beat the Chicago Bulls last time I checked on that score. Oh, let's let's give this to you properly. Let's give this to you properly. The New York Knicks are up 37 to 31 with about six and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. So oh, is it that time? As a matter of fact, 305. Ooh, I, get 305 I get it, I get it. Nika Fitzpatrick. I get it, I get it. I smoke I weed every day. I, it, I, I heard you this morning. so you right back just so, we it. so this week's a game, like I said, we have tonight, like I said, eleven games tonight. New York takes on Chicago, and Chicago. Miami takes on Indiana. I'm sorry. New York takes on takes on Chicago, and New York. Miami takes on Indiana in in Indiana, and Brooklyn takes on Detroit in Brooklyn. Cleveland is off tonight; they don't play a game. There's a bunch of other games. On. I think like Oklahoma City's playing tonight as well. So we have a, we have a ton of games for you tonight. So also on Friday we have the Knicks taking on Minnesota. Listen, Minnesota just beat the Cleveland Cavaliers by what 35 points, something like that. LeBron James had a had had a minus 35. Jimmy Butler had a plus 35. And Cleveland got blown out. So I expect New York to also get blown out on the road against Minnesota. Next, the Knicks are going to be on at home on Sunday night. Basically, that's the knicks matinee game, three o'clock game. They're going to take on New Orleans in New York, and I'm hoping they win that game. Because we do hear some rumblings and, and some things coming out of New Orleans. They may be, missing it may be time to start moving some people. Who knows what goes on in New Orleans? Maybe, they may be moving some people. Boogie Cousins, Anthony Davis. They're, both of those names are up for consideration of being traded from that team right now. And then on a Martin Luther King day, the Knicks take on Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. They better not lose that game either. I'm going to be highly pissed off. Gonna, I'm going to be at the highest point of pissedivity. And just to give you a a couple updates on a couple of polls, we got got any poll music in here? We got got any poll music in here? That works. We did a poll to find out who will win tonight's game, folks, and we let you vote. And folks, this is how you pick. You thought between Detroit and Brooklyn that Brooklyn will win tonight's game. Between Chicago and New York, you had New York winning tonight's game. Between Miami and Indiana, you had Indiana winning tonight's game. So you had all whole teams winning those games, folks. Don't forget, I, I, I do polls all the time. So if you ever want to check in, the, the Twitter page is Mike T Sports. I'm always having discussions on there. We always doing polls. Oh, we doing some neat things for you guys to get involved in. So back to the sports, folks, because we still have Miami to talk about here. Miami, as you said, Miami takes on Indiana tonight. we already know how you guys feel about it. Kind of feel the same way. Miami also on Sunday. They're going to take on Milwaukee down here in Miami. And then on Martin Luther King, they also have a game against the worst team in the league. On the worst team in the East, they take on the Chicago Bulls as well. And I'm expecting Miami to be able to go ahead and spank that ass. Explosive. Now, a couple of things that aren't so explosive, right? Because you heard me talk about the the Cavs here and there as they, as I trickle in a couple of games back and forth. It's because you know what finally happened for the Cavs. Because listen, there's been a lot of injuries that been on the NBA. Because the Cavs finally got back Isaiah Thomas. As as like I said, there's been a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries going on in the NBA. We have we had we had Alonzo Ball that was injured. or Laval Ball, whichever ball is playing in the league right now. But we had Alonzo Ball that was injured. And he's just and he's slated to come back. I think just made his return. We have Kevin Durant that's, that's that's just about to make his return. We still have James Hardy that's injured. And we also have D'Angelo Russell for the Brooklyn Nets that that, that that's that's slated to make a return soon. And Cal Lary just sat just went out with backspasm and, and a bro tail and a brutal tailbone. So there's significant injuries out there, like I said, but Isaiah Thomas is no longer one of them. Isaiah Thomas decided to come back, but he didn't want to come back against his team Boston. Nope. He decided to come back against Portland and sit out against his team Boston. So Cleveland beats Portland 127 to 110. And the only thing that I can call is Isaiah Thomas decided to cower from the challenge of facing his old team. Because he figured that not only would will, will there be some emotion that's gonna be there, because yes, he's emotional about that team cutting him, but also he knew that the emotion was gonna come from the Boston side. As he didn't wanna see Marcus Smart, he didn't wanna see he didn't wanna see Kyrie Irving, he didn't wanna see his former team, he didn't want to see that crowd. And folks, without Isaiah Thomas in that lineup, Boston won that game 102 to 88. And you figure that he didn't want to be any part of that. He didn't want to be embarrassed. Folks, he cowered away from the challenge because what he should have done is come back against Boston. But no, he came back against against Portland. And what happened? His team lost. But they turned that around, and they went on the road and they beat Orlando 131 to 127. But as we just said. They lost by 30 against Minnesota the other night. As there was a plus minus of 35. Minus for LeBron James. A plus for Jimmy Butler. As that score was 127 to 99. Which brings us to another poll question that we had out there. lingering. This, is one, this one we had running for a week. Is LeBron James a generous king? Meaning that under his reign he allows everybody to get a ring. And that basically, that's how it is. it kind of rhymes. Is LeBron James a generous king? Everybody, everybody that he plays gets a ring. And the answer was, he is the most generous king of all time. 29% said that. 43% said yes. So basically, that is a 72% yes. 14% said no. And another 14%, you delusional bastards said he needs help. said that he LeBron James needs more help. That's another topic for another day. That's also this, I try to get a, I try to get a pulse of everything. like I wanted to find out who had the better, better holiday games. Was it the college football playoffs? Was it the NFL for Thanksgiving? Was it basketball for Christmas? Or do you just like polls? And 80% of you guys said you just like polls. And the other 20% said you that football did it better. And the other two didn't gain any votes. So still out there, folks. Still out there in the poll world. Is the basketball heads of states. Right? Which team represents your state the best? And we did this for a couple of states. We did this for Florida. We want to know who runs this state. Is it the Orlando Magic or the Miami Heat? We went to New York and we want to know, is it the Brooklyn Nets or the New York Knicks? In Texas, we want to know is it the Rockets? Is it the Spurs? or is it the Mavs? Who has the hardest state? Who is the head of the state? And in California, is it the Warriors? Is it the Kings? Or is it the Lakers or the Clippers? The numbers are coming in. Numbers are starting to come in. Ironically, and one thing I do remember out of everything that the Clippers didn't have any votes, not one. But another poll that's out there, folks. Listen, we're, we're, doing, we're doing some massive poll updates. Listen, you have to hop on these polls. These polls are fun. They're excited. But you know what? They can be a little revealing sometimes. Like The poll that asked, is there any truth to the fact that the Dallas Cowboys want uh, are trying to trade Dez Bryant? Yes, that is a poll out there. 50% came back. With, and listen, listen to how I do some of these polls. Right? I hashtag ask of ask a legend. I added Adam Chandler. Oh Adam, yeah. Adam Shandler. No. Adam Shefty. I also added Des Bryant and the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just saying. There was some targeting here. 50% of the answers came back yes. 38% came back no. Thirteen percent came back that Des wants out. And as I like to throw a little fun option as well. Nobody voted for it. It's The Rock. Not at let you boy. <laughs> oh. There's still some ongoing polls out there. Have you taken the time out yet to watch Shaquilla Hill's quadruple double? That's on the T Queens site. M-Y-T underscore Queens. Shaquilla Hill put up a quadruple double. Have you guys seen that game yet? Have you rewatched it a couple times? Zero, one to five, one to four, five to nine, ten and better. The folks, go out there and participate in the polls. We're just about out of show time. Like I said, we have Brooklyn coming up too. Brooklyn's going to take on Detroit this week. On Wednesday the 10th. We're going to take on Atlanta on Friday. Take on Washington on, sa- on Sunday. I'm sorry, on Saturday. And then as I said, on the 15th on Martin Luther King Day. Which, once again, is going to be another big spectacle day for the NBA. I'm hoping I'm off that day. To be honest with you. But... This is going to be another good game, a good week of sports, a good day of basketball. It's not quite like their Christmas game, but it's a good day. It's a very good day to catch some basketball. Folks, thank you for listening. This is Talented Omar Taylor, and this is you're listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. If you've been listening this whole time you're listening right here live on mightyradio.net. Once again, I want to thank you. Please, everybody out there, stay tuned, stay blessed, and do not whatsoever, for any reason, regardless of what his, her, or her name is. Don't ever stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. No, my mama, be live Lay down. Lay down. I always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Nick Fitzpatrick, the number two pick practice. of the draft. Smoke weed every I, day. Go far. I heard you. Rough night. Yo, Darnell. Zaza Pachulia. baby. Dier. My T!